Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 10th of November. Authorities are this morning warning current and former Medibank customers to be on high alert for scams after a suspected hacker released private information onto the dark web. Medibank has confirmed stolen data from last month's major cyber attack on the health insurer was shared online yesterday morning after the insurance giant refused to pay a ransom. It's now understood the information not only includes names and email addresses, but also private health claims data that exposes people who have tested HIV positive, have sought help for drug and alcohol addictions, and also other mental health treatments. Justine Goff from Cyber Command at the AFP says authorities are trying to track down the criminals involved in publishing and selling the private information and understands it's a very concerning time for many Australians. There will be Medibank private customers who will feel exposed, embarrassed and fearful because of the deeply personal information that has been stolen and dumped on the dark web. Former tennis great Todd Woodbridge is one of the many Medibank customers affected. The 51-year-old, who was recently in hospital after suffering a heart attack, has told Channel 9 he knew something was wrong when he received a number of calls from an unknown number, the scammers demanding Todd pay outstanding medical bills with fake invoices. They knew the hospital that I had been at and also, you know, some other information like that type of thing that only they could know um, in a situation of being able to get, I guess, my facts and, and details. To today's other news now, and investigations are underway after a baby died from serious burns suffered in a house fire in Sydney. The little boy was just six weeks old. Our reporter Michaela Savage has more from Sydney. Yeah, that's right, Tasha. A small fire broke out in the kitchen of a Campbelltown home in Sydney's west yesterday afternoon. Fire and Rescue Superintendent Adam Dubray says ambulance crews and police arrived at the scene first. Paramedics started immediate treatment and transported to hospital straight away. Unfortunately, that baby has passed away. While police using extinguishers extinguished a small fire, firefighters arrived uh, not long after and ensured the fire was extinguished and cleared the home of some smoke. Paramedics say it was a heartbreaking and confronting scene with the baby sustaining burns to between 80 and 90% of his body. Another child was treated for smoke inhalation but didn't need any further treatment while an investigation into the tragedy is underway with a report being prepared for the coroner. At this stage though it is believed to have just been a horrible accident. Meantime, another investigation is underway into why two planes crashed at a Queensland property yesterday, killing two men. Police are looking into whether the two light aircrafts collided mid-air yesterday afternoon south of Gympie. This local resident telling Channel 7 the scene was shocking. We heard a big bang and thought, that didn't sound like a gunshot. And uh, looked up and saw white bits of plane falling out of the sky. The two pilots, aged 80 and 77, died at the scene. 
Overseas now, where the Republicans have fallen short of their expected crushing victory in the midterm elections in the US. They remain neck and neck with the Democrats in the fight for the Senate as the vote counting continues, while the Republicans look likely to take the House of Representatives. Despite not being on the ballot, former US President Donald Trump was out and about, casting doubts on the voting process after a number of his backed candidates failed to win. They say that the machines aren't working. They say that they're running out of paper in different locations throughout different states. There's a lot of bad things going on. US President Joe Biden is set to hold a news conference later this morning where he is expected to celebrate his party's better than expected performance. Back home now and the health crisis continues across the country. It's been revealed Tasmania has the worst emergency department wait times in Australia. Our reporter Tessa Randello has the details now from Hobart. Thanks, Taj. The report from the Australasian College of Emergency Medicine found that people in Tassie are waiting the longest for care in the nation's emergency departments and that that's been happening for some time. The report was based on data from 2016 until 2021 and in Tassie it's taking an average of 22 hours for 90% of people in the waiting room to be admitted. The president of the Australasian College of Emergency Medicine, Claire Skinner, says it's just more evidence that the system needs a revamp. What we need to do urgently now is to redesign the system so that Tasmanians can access the care they need in a timely, affordable and accessible way. The health department says it's already implementing changes to improve waiting times. And WA now, where nurses have launched the next stage of their campaign across the state for better pay and patient ratios. Our reporter Alicia McFarlane has the latest from Perth. That's right, Tash. Nurses have now banned all overtime in our hospitals as they continue their third week of industrial action. This is their fourth stage of action, which was announced after nurses were heard by the Industrial Relations Commission again yesterday. Staff rejected the state government's second wage offer last week, while the Australian Nursing Federation's Mark Olson says the health minister has caused anger after claiming a large number of members aren't participating in the action. Nurses are saying, hey, skip a couple of steps and let's just go straight to a strike. So let's just see what comes out of of, of the hearing today. Premier Mark McGowan is hoping for an outcome before Christmas. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from theswitzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Stocks are set to fall today on that ongoing political uncertainty in the US as the midterm results continue to unfold. Yeah, US stocks were lower overnight following recent market gains as a result of the midterm elections provided no clear answers about who would control Congress. Stocks are coming off three straight days of gains into the election where Wall Street was expecting Republicans to gain ground and block any future tax and spending plans of Democrats, but US voters have thrown Wall Street an uncertainty curveball and stocks are down. Meantime, Peter, the RBA has given interest rate warriors some good news and bad news. Let's start with the good news. Okay, well, the good news is that the Reserve Bank Deputy Governor, Michelle Bullock, believes inflation may be about to peak. But the bad news is that households and businesses hoping for financial relief will have to wait with warning interest rates will continue to rise and high electricity and gas prices will keep hitting consumers into 2024. Financial markets expect the RBA to lift interest rates at their final meeting of this year and take the cash rate to a peak of 4% by September 2023. 
Peter, talking about rates, surely this story isn't true. Banks are being accused of ripping off slack savers. I know. How could I even think this could happen? <laughs> and the advice is for anyone trying to save, it is not to be complacent and go looking for the 12 or so banks from about 90 on Rate City's database that have passed on last week's increase in the cash rate by the RBA by 0.25% to savers. And be aware, some rate rises to 3.5% on savings accounts only last for a number of months before reverting to a low 1.1%. Interesting right ahead. Thank you, Peter. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. Brett, good morning. Pakistan stunned New Zealand to make the T20 World Cup final last night. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Good morning, Tasha. Sea of green at the SCG. Pakistan certainly had the support of the crowd and they got them over the line. What's remarkable about Pakistan is that they lost their first two games of this tournament. They only got through to the semis because the Netherlands upset South Africa, whereas New Zealand were flying high. They were top of their group, but it continues more failure for uh, the Kiwis at big events. They've lost in the finals of the 2015 and 2019 one-day World Cups and the T20 World Cup final against Australia uh, last year. So unfortunately, they couldn't get the job done. And Aussie cricket great Brad Haddon says it was Pakistan's big guns who stepped up when it mattered. Mate, they, they were all class. They just didn't allow New, New Zealand into the game. You want your big players to stand up, and that's exactly what happened tonight. Two openers got 50. Uh, Afridi was outstanding with, with the ball, swinging it early. Yeah, Baba Azam, uh, the captain, stepped up just as Matthew Hayden, Pakistan's team mentor and batting coach, had predicted. And that was Brad Haddon there on Listener's Willow Talk podcast. Yeah, and Brad, it means we are a step closer to the, one of the biggest cricket events of all time. Super exciting. Oh, absolutely. The final Sunday at the MCG, it will be packed to the rafters if India make it through tonight against uh, England to face Pakistan. Already we had a capacity crowd to watch them in the group stage, so you could imagine there would be a viewership in the billions if they make it through. To the final, there's only one stumbling block, and that is England, who are planning to upstage India tonight at the Adelaide Oval. And there's an Aussie influence also in England's camp, that is uh, Mike Hussey, Mr Cricket, is an assistant coach. He's revealed how they plan to stop India's superstar Virat Kohli if they can. To be honest, for T20 cricket, mate, with these great players, you, you just got to almost sometimes just execute as well as you can what you're trying to do and just <laughs> hope that they make a mistake along the way. And I think everyone aside from England fans will be hoping that India wins tonight. Yeah, absolutely, Brett. And Aussie boxing fans are celebrating after one of the greatest robberies in sport history was finally corrected. Yeah, back in 1991, uh, Jeff Fennick was bidding to join an elite group of boxers to win world titles in four weight divisions. He was fighting Azuma Nelson, who himself is a legend. I think he was undefeated at the time as well. That was on the undercard of a Mike Tyson fight. After the first few rounds, uh, Azuma was on top, then Jeff hit back, and most in attendance thought he had won the fight, including Iron Mike himself. The judges didn't see that way. They scored it a controversial draw. Well, 31 years after the fact in Mexico, the WBC board has overturned that decision. They've rescored the fight. So Jeff is now a four-time world champion and he spoke to a Triple M, uh, his reaction to that news. Did I deserve to win the title? Of course I did. Damn, now when I think of it, did I want to win it? Maybe no, I didn't because I learned more from my who my friends were than I lost. No, it, was a, it was a great eye-opener for me. Just some NRL news to wrap up. A Kangaroos coach, Mel Meningas, made two changes to his World Cup side as they prepare to face at New Zealand in the semi-finals. Regan Campbell-Gill 
Gillard, the Eels prop, and Ben Hunt return. Lindsay Collins and Campbell Graham, the unlucky two to miss out. That means Daly Cherry Evans is unlikely to retain his spot on the bench. Harry Grant will take that. Ben Hunt becomes the starting hooker. And it looks like the tenth standoff with the NRL and clubs is about to end. Reports this morning of a $300 million boost to clubs' bottom lines, Tash. Lots happening in the world of sport. Thanks for the update, Brett. Certainly is. Thanks, Tash. And it's like a story out of a Pink Panther film. A fortune pink diamond has sold for nearly $30 million at an auction in Geneva. The pear-shaped 18.18 carat gem is the largest pink diamond of its kind to ever be sold under the hammer. The bidding lasted a tense four minutes with a three-way battle between telephone bidders with the winner, an unidentified private collector. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.